Welcome to the Alien Pro Podcast. It's Sunday, it's July second. It's I'm, hot. I'm Doug, and this is Deb, and it's hot. It's hot. Anybody in, in Sacramento, you know. Yeah, I know what my dad meant when he said, uh, yeah, it's 110 in the shade. It is nasty out there. <laughs> God, it's hot. You walk out the back door and see, <laughs> to fight your way through the sun to get to the pool. I'm not centered. Oh, God, no. <laughs> okay. So anyway, this is uh, episode seven of uh, the... Um, get off my feet. Secret Journey to Planet Serpo. We're going through the book. Um, if you've just joined us in episode seven, one through six is on um, all podcast platforms and YouTube uh, under Alien Probe Podcast. We have a uh, really a huge following, looks like, of the, uh, obviously it's because Deb's on it's here. It's me, yeah. Because um, I'm so knowledgeable. We were going to so knowledgeable. And uh, we watched last night, ex- I keep wanting to say extraterrestrial. It's no, interstellar. Interstellar with, and we'll do our book corner right now, or our, our movie corner. Um, movie, our movie review with uh, Matthew McConaughey. I know that's the only reason you wanted to watch that. It's that's that's the only reason you'll get me to watch a three-hour science fiction movie. Well, Matt Damon was on there too. Uh-huh. He he was not very nice. He was a bad guy. But <laughs> not to spoil a you know twenty-year-old movie. So we're picking up. Uh, sir, they're on the planet, um, and uh, they're in the hydroponics garden. And uh, they uh, had to wear their hairnet. Well, because they're doing, they're, they're in places they're not supposed to be. They're not being sanitary about it. Yeah, the so. Evens weren't happy. So we're going to pick that up here. We're going rolling into episode seven. All right. And there's Max. And there's a there's there's a couple dogs here, so it could get loud. <laughs> this is another example of Eben technology that seems novel to our people at that time in the mid '60s. Hydroponics, though, is now commonly used to grow here to grow vegetables. It permits, and other things, it permits complete inexpensive control over plant growth, and it requires no soil. It is beginning to appear that we learn a great deal from our Serpo experience. Yeah, people grow a lot of pot growing there. A lot of pot growing. I I mean, dirt is heavy and, you know, hard to move around and... Maybe they should just, have brought some seeds with them up there. Okay, can you guys grow some of this? You know, it might help me to get well, through my 13 years on what, Serpo. Two sons? Yeah. yeah no. <laughs> Things that grow really well. It is uh, in this sixth information release, Anonymous, and Anonymous is the, what we, and we'll go, brief explanation to someone who hasn't listened to or seen the other episodes. Anonymous is somebody we suspect is a DIA operative who is in the know of to the Serpo. 12-person expedition. Um, anyway, he gives the following details about the Eben food taken from the 3,000-page debriefing document oh my God. that he had in his possession. That's a lot of pages. That's a lot of reading. <laughs> food was a problem for our team members. Our team consumed mostly military-style sea rations, but eventually had to switch to Eben food. The Ebens had a variety of food items, and they grew vegetables. Were they like our vegetables? No, they were different. They t- they tasted different. They looked, yeah. Because the original stuff they were tasting had no. Yeah, it tasted. Flavor. It looked like one thing. It tasted like something that we know. It was really kind of interesting. The sea rats, the sea rations, well, are not very good. No, it's something you take with you that doesn't spoil. I don't I've, know if you've ever. Had I've it. been on Jenny Craig. So <laughs> is that I like sea rats? I think I understand. Well, this is. Uh, 65 so they had cigarettes in their sea rats too did you have jenny craig have cigarettes jenny craig did not they we had, had like a little four pack they of had marlboro little, they had this <laughs> they had this little little vitamin packet that you had to take every day and one day yeah. i took i took my vitamins and didn't i guess i didn't drink enough water oh and one of them must have been kind of stuck a little bit and i belched up <laughs> smoke <laughs> I just knew I was dying. Oh, like, no. There is smoke coming out of me. I guess it was just a vitamin. But it was funny. That's new. It's like, it, must, it was a capsule that must have just waited yeah. right there. Yeah, when I went in the military, we uh, I smoked. For those of you who didn't know, yeah, I was a smoker. Oh, yeah, when I was 19. And um, first thing I did, they let you go after they, when you're in basic training, they let you go in and to the company store. Yeah. I know you like that. <laughs> the, <laughs> and buy spend your first advance on your check to buy all your shampoo yeah and uh i bought a carton of cigarettes because i'm like, hell yeah i'm gonna buy me a carton of cigarettes because it's smoke them if you got them that's right 
Well, they look through everybody's stuff, you know. Okay, what'd you get? Because they have a list of things. You didn't want to make sure everybody got that, everything on their list because they treat you like children, which we deserve you were. who we were. <laughs> First time away from home. And uh, I had the carton of cigarettes. Well, the, the drill sergeant takes the carton of cigarettes out and just... <laughs> he just... Because I'll take that. And if it smoked, if he got me, he would hand them out for people that smoke. So all my carton of cigarettes got handed out to everybody. It's rough you on know. the only child, too. <laughs> our team, uh, anyway, moving along. Our team found items similar to potatoes, but they tasted different, to answer your question. They had some type of lettuce, turnips, and tomatoes. They were grown in, uh, they were the only items similar to ours, the Ebens. Had other vegetables grown. They were strange-looking round items with long vines. They even cooked the vines and ate the large portion of the plant raw. Kind of like spinach. Um, the Ebens had some type of white liquid, which we first thought was a form of milk. After tasting it, our team realized it was different, both in taste and content. The liquid came from a small tree located in the northern portion of the planet. The Ebens literally milked the tree for the liquid. It appeared to be some sort of pleasure to drink the stuff. Our team members never got a real taste for the liquid. The liquid. I could just see the little Eben things with their long fingers and the little kind of smile. Kind of like on coconut milk. <laughs> That's so good. We milk tree. <laughs> <laughs> the Ebens cook food. They make uh, pots of stew, which was extremely tasteless to our team. We use a lot of salt and pepper. Uh, we use a lot of salt and pepper. Great. We came the, home with heart disease. Yeah, salt. I'll tell you, salt's really not that good for you if you're getting up there at age with the old blood pressure. So uh, they also, and that's your medical corner. Yeah. So um, they also baked a form of bread. It was non-yeast press and tasted fairly good, but caused extreme constipation to our team members. We had to drink large quantities of water in order to digest the bread. Uh, the one common food that the Ebens and our team uh, liked was the fruit. The Ebens ate a great quantity of fruit. That's to you know, contradict the, contradict bread the bread that constipates you. <laughs> the fruit, although different from anything we saw, was sweet. Some of the fruit tasted like melons, while others tasted like apples. Another problem was water. The water on Serpo contained a number of unknown chemicals found by our team, and our team eventually had to boil the water before drinking it. Seeing that this, the Ebens built a large plant that processed water for our team. Oh, that is really nice. That's nice of them to do. Well, you're going to be there 13 years. You know, what a bunch of dead... Yeah, animals. well, what happened to your people? Well, here's the bodies. <laughs> eh, we need to work on the uh, water content. And Anonymous continues, the Ebens did not have a physiological need to release body waste as we did. I, thought I was hoping to give you this segment. I thought everybody poops. The, uh, the Evens had small collection locations in the residence for their body waste. But the Evens' body was extremely efficient in processing all food taken in. Their body waste consisted of small amounts of fecal matter, similar to a small cat dropping. Oh, nice. <laughs> That won't. Okay. Anyway, our team members never saw any urine excretion from an even. On the other hand, our team members' waste consisted of a quantity of both fecal matter and urine. The evens had to dig large waste reception sites for our 12 members. I feel like a 12-year-old reading this. For our 12 team members' waste, the evens accommodated our team. Uh, that's taking one for the team. I put yeah. that in there. Did you? Because <laughs> they had to dig holes for that's our take, latrines. That's taking one for the team. God. That's kind of like those little birds that were... Yeah. Our little, our little wrens were out there watching yeah. them remove the little baby bird poop from the, from they the nest. They learned something. I had no idea they would do that. It was really cute. Um, and I think I found where they deposited them out in the flower bed. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, interesting. Following the death of 308... On the trip to Serpo, the Ebens took control of the body without explanation. Upon arrival, the team commander requested the body of 308 and was told that was not possible. In the following diary entry, the commander relates how his attempt to retrieve the body escalated into a tense confrontation and how EBE-2 tried desperately to defuse the situation. EBE-2 is the, uh, she's kind of the liaison yeah. between our team and the um, the Evens. 
The leader of the Evens is a larger creature that is larger creature than the others. He seems to be more aggressive than the other Evens. Uh, when I write aggressive, I don't mean in a hostile way. He seems to be the boss. He's the boss, similar to me. Yeah. As the team commander, his voice, although after all this time I still can't understand any words, is harsh and with a tone that is different than the rest. Two hundred three claims the leader has an attitude. I agree. He is extremely friendly to us and has accommodated all of our requests. The leader has requested many things from us, most of which we have provided. One strange thing is our blood. He wanted all of us to supply blood samples and be kind of, you know, curious about what's inside they just, of us. Well, they just want to know. Well, maybe they just want a blood supply in case something happens. EBE2 explained that the blood or health fluid, as EBE2 explained it, was necessary for them to supply any medicine to us if we should need it. Oh, look how smart you are. 700 and 754 feel that a blood sample might just be used for other purposes. That's right. They're going to create yeah, their own gonna... humans. <laughs> they're going to clone us. You'll hear about that in a little bit. We have allowed the Ebens to utilize 308's body for experiments. They took all 308's blood. That was without my approval. I wrote about that in Log 3888. <laughs> uh, we had a very tense situation with the Ebens about that. And when we traveled to the building housing 308's body, we were confronted with the Ebens. Several of them. Okay, so Sorry, I've got parentheses. Yeah. Um, EBE one. Yeah, this is a this is the Eben leader referred to above. He's not the same as EBE one who crashed at Roswell. Okay, showed up, and I explained that we wanted the body of three hundred eight. EBE one told us the body was in storage and we could not take it. We told EBE one we will take we it. We will take Where it. Where are you going to take it? Yeah, I don't. You're on their planet. <laughs> Maybe got the refrigerator in their quarters. <laughs> the. The LA, I know they, they got enough room for. Well, we don't have much food, but we got enough room for three hundred eight. The eleven of us walked by the Evens, numbering six, and walked into the building. They did not attempt to stop us. While inside, we could not open any of the containers. There was some type of system, maybe crypto style, that was being used to lock the containers. We did find the container housing three hundred eight body. I wonder how they found it. They just, if they couldn't open anything. I Maybe guess they, they could see windows. what was in there. Um, yeah. We decided to send 899, poor 899, to our storage <laughs> area and get some explosives to open the <laughs> container. <laughs> good plan. EBE2, <laughs> oh good. Thank God EBE2, the, the voice of reason, showed up with the leader. EBE2 yeah. was extremely polite and asked us to wait. She used the word please several times. Please do don't Please. blow this place up. <laughs> In fact, she actually used the English word beg. Because if you do this, there will be retaliation. We yeah, backed it's off. It's a problem. <laughs> yeah. We decided not to get the explosives. We backed off, and I told EBE2 that we wanted our friend's body, and we wanted to examine it. And EBE2 translated that to the leader. Yeah, we just, I mean, they need to see. I don't know why, but, you know, they're just looking to see... Oh, they've got other plans. Okay. There, were a there was a long exchange of words between the two. Finally, EBE2, who seemed very frustrated, told us that the leader would like us to go to another location and speak with another even, a doctor, about the body of 308. EBE2 explained that everything we wanted to know about 308's body would be explained to us by the even doctor. Who, EBA said, spoke English. Oh, wow. I told EB2 that I would leave 899 and 754 here to guard the body, and I would take the others to the location containing the doctor. In case anybody's wondering about these numbers, everybody had another 12 team, 12 member team, were assigned numbers since they were stripped of their um, identities on Earth. So they were assigned numbers. Weird numbers. Um, yeah, the numbers don't make any sense, but that's not We could have just given them, you know, Jane, Fred. It would have made life so much easier. <laughs> EBE2 translated that to the leader. Again, there was a long, drawn-out exchange of words between the two, which lasted for several minutes. Finally, EBE2 stated that the leader would like all of us to leave this building and go visit with the doctor. I told EBE2, no! 
I would not leave the body of 308 alone. It's been alone for how many long while you've been there? Well, you got to figure it's your friend. I mean, yeah. your friend. I know. You know, and I would kind of feel the same. Well, they didn't want to leave. It's like they thought they would do well, they some, probably, move it somewhere else. Yeah, hide it again. Yeah. I felt that this was going to be a confrontation. I told 518 and 420 to go back. 420. <laughs> obtain our handguns and come back ASAP. I was not going to allow the Ebens to countermand my decisions. When E.B. heard this, she told me to wait and placed her hand on against my chest. Well, first I, you want explosives, now you want a gun. <laughs> I told her to translate that. I placed her hand, told translate that to the leader. Again, there were several minutes of word exchanges between the two. E.B. too then stated that the leader would bring the doctor here to discuss the situation with us. E.B.E. too asked me to please send your men. Don't. Don't please. Don't. Yeah, please send your men for guns. <laughs> no. Don't. Please don't, don't send your men your guns. Guns are not needed. We can settle this without guns. Please don't. I told E.B.E. too that we would not get the guns and we would not leave the body. We would not leave until we saw 308's body. You know, E.B.E. too had an ulcer after this. Yeah. <laughs> A little even because... ulcer. Because this poor thing has been through so much trying to... You request a transfer. Testosterone. <laughs> it's trying to, you know, that is just... There are trained diplomats that couldn't manage this. She likes the commander, I think. I don't know. That's another story. Oh, God, I don't want to know. The leader did something with the communication device on his belt. About 20 minutes later, three Eben showed up inside this building. One of the Ebens identified himself as a doctor and spoke very good English. Okay, this is just weird. This doctor had a strange-sounding voice, almost like a human's voice. This doctor did not have the high-pitched accent like EBE1 and EBE2. I was very impressed with this doctor. I just wonder, where has he been for the past 18 months? We've never seen him before. He could have been really convenient. Why did you think it was weird that he spoke English? You said this is weird or it's weird. Well, that yeah, that we have somebody there that speaks English that we've just haven't Is there mentioned. anybody else here that speaks English that we could talk to? Can we to? get all the English speakers in one place just for, <laughs> you know, a day? Yep. So um, the doctor told us that 308's body was not inside the container. The Evens, the Evens have done experiments with 308's body because they considered it an honor to have such a specimen to work with. The doctor told us they have 308's body to create a type of cloned human being. I was right. Look at that. Did you call that? Yeah, I said they're, they're taking all that bones, the blood so they can make, make their own humans. I stopped the doctor at this point. I told the doctor that the body of my teammate was the property of the United States of America, planet Earth. Yeah, you can't really. Is it the property of... <laughs> There's going to be some complaints out there. <laughs> That's what, you know. You I'm, know, the army owns your ass. You know, right. I don't know. <laughs> the body did not belong the to the Ebens. I did not authorize any experiments on the body of 308. I think you kind of signed over all your rights when you got on their ship. <laughs> I explained that humans consider a body to be religious. Only I could have authorized the use of 308's body for experiments. Oh, well, so. I demanded to see the body. The doctor explained the body was gone. This doctor said all the blood and the body organs were taken out and used to clone other beings. This is getting better all the time. Yeah. Uh, the use of the word beans really scared me and the others. 899 became extremely angry. Good old 899. He called the doctor curse names. <gasps> I ordered 899 to be quiet and then told 203 to take 899 out of the building. Take him outside Calm until him he down. can use his indoor voice. Calm down. I realized this matter could really blossom into a major incident. And I at that point realized I'm not on my own planet and kind of at a disadvantage. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I could not allow that to happen. There were just 11 of us. And we realized that if the Evens wanted to imprison us or kill us, they could do it very easily. But I didn't think the Evens would resort to such behavior. Oh, we're losing power. <laughs> That's not going to be good. <laughs> oh, Lord. I was not going to allow this incident. I had to thread the last episode together. It took me a day. I can't. Good old Apple or Mac. <laughs> uh, so I didn't think that the Ebens would resort to such behavior. I was not going to allow this incident to advance into something worse. I realized there wasn't much we could do about uh, what the Ebens have done with 308's body. 
EB2 looked very upset. Um, EB2 told me that everyone should be nice. Be nice. She repeated the word nice many times. That would probably just annoy me. Be EB... nice with her long finger. Be nice. <laughs> be nice. EB2 did not want this matter to escalate. I kind of felt sorry for EB2. She was trying to mediate the matter. 203 suggested we return to our living quarters and have a team meeting. Yeah, a meeting. I told the leader that I did not want any further interference between whatever is left of 308's body <laughs> and experiments. I pointed my finger toward the leader's face. EB2 oh, translated wow. along with the doctor. The doctor, who was extremely straightforward, told me that nothing further would happen with the body, but advised me that very little was left of the <laughs> but body. But there's not a whole lot left to not do anything with. The left index finger is... <laughs> <laughs> EB2 then told me the leader was concerned that we were upset, that we were their guests, that the leader was upset that we were offended. The leader did not wish to upset us and promised that nothing further would happen to the body. I thanked EB2 and had her relay that to the leader. I mean, they don't know our customs and things. I mean, they don't know that it, they, the body's dead. They just think, well, it's a dead, you know. You might as well use they it. They don't know that, you know, that's not going to Of course they'd want us to make more little humans out of it. If that's what they're going to do. We returned to our huts <laughs> and everyone was upset, especially 899. 899 is so volatile. <laughs> He's very volatile. I told each team member to calm down. I explained our situation as if each team member didn't already realize it, that we were only 11 military personnel. We had no way of fighting the Ebens. We did not come 40 light years to start a war with the Ebens. Yeah, lose a war with the Ebens. A war we could not win. We could not even win a simple fist fight with the Evens. Can they make fists out of those little? Uh, well, there's a million. Well, there's not a million of them. There's but, a lot of them, and you know, there's a eleven of you, so it doesn't make a lot of sense to resort to violence in this, over this. I just want to see a little even fist. <laughs> Maybe someday you will. <laughs> it's getting close. They're coming. What's going to be your it's disclosures uh, coming up, Deb? What do you think? You know, it's uh, it's by the end of the year they said Congress is gonna we're gonna know where the where the ETs are and we're gonna know where the flying saucers are kept and you know God, people are gonna we're gonna out. we're gonna see actual they're probably not gonna show us where they are so it probably yeah. remains that's probably as I've discussed with all the people I talk to about this is they're probably gonna keep it still keep it. You know, yeah. they know that we all want to leave. just show us one, okay? Just let Doug know that they really are there. I so know you're gonna have to do better than that. I want to put my hand on it. I mean, oh. they should take it to like up to the, you know, the um, up there at McClellan, up at the, you know, put one up there on display. I mean, that's what I think they should do. Just you know, put one, just one of them, just, one? just the sport model from Area 51. And, just so Bob Doug Lazar can, worked on. Doug can go touch it and have his picture taken with it. Oh, I'd like to have one in the backyard. That'd be badass. I'll see what I can do. Yes, maybe we could beat them up, but what <laughs> then? No, you couldn't. Not no. too many of them. We have to realize our situation and act accordingly. I ordered each member to reconsider the situation and to accept the fact about 308's body. I told 633 and 700 to investigate this cloning procedure with the English-speaking even doctor. Let's get all the facts about what they did with the body and what we can find out about the, the body and the evens experiments with the body. With the body. That's the body. The, this trip to Serpo was our traumatic introduction to the world that Aldous Huxley had prophetically anticipated 33 years earlier in 1932 in his classic novel, Brave New World. Have you read that? I have. I have a long time ago. I don't I remember. Um, even 20 years before, James Watson, Francis Crick, and Maurice Wilkins had solved the riddle of how human traits are passed on from generation to generation with the discovery of the DNA molecule, Huxley could see where it was all heading. A synopsis of the book in Master Plots, edited by Frank N. McGill, says... Human beings were turned out by mass production. Interesting. The entire process from the fertilization of the egg to the birth of the baby was carried out by trained workers and machines. Each fertilized egg was placed in a solution in a large bottle for scientific experiment into whatever class in society the human was intended. Oh, that's 
yeah. for the book. Yeah. As early as 1943, Nazi horror doctor. Those are your people. I don't know if he deserves horror doctor. That's you, you, Joseph you know, don't, Mengele. Don't, 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 you know, you're defending the just because Can't he's we German. just say Nazi doctor? It kind of <laughs> horrible. Horror is kind of implied when you say Nazi. Because. <laughs> Nazi usually doesn't go with. Oh, so you're not you're not defending the. No, Germans. I'm just saying that once you say okay. Nazi, you probably you probably don't need to accent it with horror. In case because... anybody's wondering, Debbie, if you see the blonde hair and the blue eyes, you know that I'm a Kirchner. part of the master race. I'm a Kirchner. <laughs> Joseph Mengele, the so-called angel of death, was already studying identical twins at Auschwitz to learn how to clone human beings. They call him the angel of death. I know. I, <laughs> That's kind of weird. The angel of death. Again, something else of death. You know. By the time the team left Earth in 1965, the DNA was well understood by science, and the team scientists should have been aware of it, especially since Watson, Crick, and Wilkins had won the Nobel Prize in Physiology of Medicine or, or Medicine in 1962. Also, by that time, they were there were reports uh, leaking from top secret circles that some of the gray aliens who had been abducting humans were creating a hybrid human-alien race using sophisticated genetic procedures. Although the books on this subject uh, by Bud Hopkins and John Mack were yet to be written. Hmm. Furthermore, it was believed that the grays themselves were clones. So oh. the concept of human or alien cloning should not have been totally foreign to the doctors and scientists on the team. And yet they were shocked by the fact that the Ebens considered the body of 308 a great prize for their crossbreeding experiments. This was their rude introduction to the brave new world of genetic engineering, but bigger shocks were yet to come. It kind of begs the question, because the grays, you have the Ebens that are like um, the low guys. three, four feet tall, something mm -hmm. like that. And um, the grays are taller. They're not as tall as us, but they're taller. Um, when I say us, I mean me. Yeah, <laughs> most, most things are taller than me. <laughs> but you're taller than me, but... Barely. <laughs> not by much. But he begs, kind of begs the question, is the gray the result of a genetic experiment that the Evens did to clone to, or to combine human and uh, their DNA? I don't know. That's it. It's kind of. I don't know. It's a little I, I deep just thought for me. of that. It's interesting. The team commander continues the story in his diary. I mean, you heard it here first, in case that comes up later in disclosure. Okay. Okay. Doug thought of it first. Um, EB2 came to the HUD. I told EB2 that 633 and 700, there's a lot of numbers here. I know. Uh, 633 and 700 were going to examine what was left of 308's body. That finger. They would also <laughs> would also conduct reason. What was that? One of those science fiction movies where the only thing was left. It was kind of a comic. <laughs> um, they would also conduct research into the Evans experience uh, experiments done on 308's body. EB two looked very concerned. Oh, poor EB. I really feel for you this. You feel for her. Huh? She's she's in a really tense situation. She's good for. She's a good person for the position, though. If you think about I it, yes. Proper temperament. It is sometimes difficult for us, even after the time we have been on this planet, to determine the meaning of facial expressions on an Eben's face. EBE2 replied that she must first obtain approval. Approval was a new word for EBE2. She, she, she must be reading or learning our language. Maybe she is just picking up our words. I told EBE2 that she can go get permission but that we were told when we arrived that we would not have any restrictions on where we went. EBE2 said she would speak with the leader. I can just hear her voice going, I'll talk to the leader. Okay. <sighs> it's going to be like, what if they have those kind of... Can they roll their <sighs> eyes? <laughs> oh, no. Little, not till you get to the planet. They're little not, I'll go talk to the leader. Deb's on the planet now. <laughs> She's got a three-letter word, Deb. <laughs> the Deb. She rolls her. She taught all the Evens to roll their eyes. Oh, uh. brother. 633 and 700 gathered test equipment, prepared themselves for the examination of the Even Laboratory. Mm -hmm. According to our time devices, EV2 came back about 80 minutes later. 
look at it. She had to talk for a long time. uh, She had to convince him. Evie, too, said it was all right for my men to visit the lab. I decided that I would also visit it. Myself, 633 and 700. He noticed 899 is not invited. No, he's he's, too volatile. He's way too volatile. He would tear up the lab. (laughs) We're escorted by EBE2 to the lab. Take what was left, his finger, and run. (laughs) It's mine. (laughs) We had to be taken by the hella transport. Sorry. Hella transport. There's a hella transport. It's hella transport. (laughs) Device, as we call their helicopter. You used the word hella. Hella. (laughs) That's hella cool. As we we call their helicopters. You could just call them helicopters. Helicopters. It took us some time before arriving at this location. According to our compass readings, we are, which are not really a compass, (laughs) but we made points of references, and according to them... We traveled north. Yeah, I mean, they may not have a magnetic north like Earth does. That's a problem. You know how. Yeah, yeah. no, you know how it comes. I, exactly. Very scientific. I'm very good with directions. <laughs> Which way's north? Oh, they're pretty good. You said you don't know that stuff. Of course, you've lived here a while. The facility was large by even standards. The building looked like a large, single-story, windowless school, like a jail. Um, Prison. <laughs> we landed on the roof, or maybe just a landing zone on the roof. We were escorted down a walkway or ramp. They don't have ladders on this planet. They'd have trouble negotiating steps. <laughs> Their little floppy feet. <laughs> I don't like steps. It's kind of like me in the backyard now. Take that step out of there. I need a ramp. God. I think I wrote about this in one of my past entries. They have ramps, just like our backyard. We arrived in a room, white walls. We then walked through a hallway into another larger room. We met our English-speaking doctor. We saw many other Evans, all dressed in a bluish-colored one-piece suit. Oh, everybody's got to have the damn jumpsuit. Different from the (laughs) ordinary suits I spoke of in past entries. The doctor told us that all the experiments done inside this building, he didn't call it a laboratory, just a building, is done to create cloned beings, and you're next. We were led into another room. They're meat. Where there were (laughs) rolls of containers looking like glass bathtubs. Inside each bathtub were bodies. I was shocked, as were 700 and 754. Oh, 899 is going to be pissed. Hey, oh, the bodies, strange-looking bodies. Oh. Not human bodies. Not human bodies. <laughs> At least not all of them. We started walking down the space between the tubs. We looked into the tubs. These yep. were hideous-looking creatures. Hideous. I asked the doctor, what type of creatures are inside <laughs> these tubs? The doctor told us that the creatures came from other planets. Ooh, this, what, this is like a zoo? Well, you know, they go, well, they had to... Excuse me. 700 asked if the creatures were kidnapped or brought here against their wishes. The doctor was not sure of the word kidnapped. (laughs) No, I I know not of this word. The doctor seemed puzzled. Why would we do that? The doctor asked about the question. 700 said that these creatures were taken from another planet and brought to Serpo without permission from them or the leaders of their planet. The doctor said these were... Beings were brought here for experiments. These creatures are not intelligent beings. EBE, the two then used the word animals. Okay, now I understand. See, it's a zoo. Might as well continue. I already read my segment. Did I <laughs> oh, I see. I missed, a, I missed a paragraph. Sorry. All these creatures are animals from other planets. The doctors didn't seem to understand the word animal. EBE, two said, and the doctor exchanged words in even, and the doctor then said, yes, they are animals. I then asked if there were any intelligent creatures in this building. Well, just me. The doctor said yes, but all of them were dead when they arrived on Serpo. Are there any intelligent creatures here? I kind of take take a little offense offense to that. Would I chop liver? 700 asked to see these creatures. The doctor corrected 700 by saying beans. Okay, I guess creatures are animals and beans are like humans. Uh, Let me first write down the description of these creatures inside these tubs. They're not all alike, and you're not going to like this. Oh, no. The first first creature I see inside the tub looks like a porcupine. It appears to have a tube. This is kind of like the last Guardians of the Galaxy movie. The first creature I see inside the tub looks like a porcupine. It appears to have a tube placed inside of it. 
The tube leads to a box underneath the tub. The second creature I see looks like a monster. It has a large head, big deep set eyes, no ears, a mouth, but no teeth. It is about five feet long and has two lower legs, but no feet. It has two arms, but doesn't appear to have any elbows. It has hands, but no fingers. This creature also has a tube going through it. I mean, <laughs> what are they expecting? To, they're going to make something out of this? or It doesn't function. It's I mean, not... you have a porcupine and then you have just a thing. They're just they're exper- they're experimenting. I mean, they, they are kind of like the Nazis. <laughs> the next creature looks uh, like nothing I can compare it to. It has blood red skin, two spots in the middle, maybe eyes. No arms or legs. It has a very strange odor. The skin appeared to be blotchy with scales, maybe like a fish. Maybe it is a fish. Uh, The next creature was human-like, but the skin was white. Not skin white, the color white. The skin was wrinkled. The head was large with two eyes, two ears, and a mouth. The neck was very small. The head almost looks like if it sat on the lower torso. The chest is thin with large bone-like protrusion. The arms were curled with hands, but no thumbs. Oh, no thumbs. The legs are also curled with feet, but only three toes. I couldn't look at any more creatures. Thank you. Appreciate that. I'm done with the creatures now. Can you visualize that, Deb? We walked down another hallway through a room down a ramp into another room. We came into a room that looked like a hospital room. There were many beds, or at least some kind of bed. Eben-style bed. I described them before. And each bed was a living being, as the doctor called it. Not creatures, the beings. The doctor told us that each being was alive and well cared for. Well, of course it was. 700 asked the doctor if these beings were ill or sick. EBE2 had to translate that. I thought he spoke great English. But the doctor said no. They are all being lived 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 the three of us seemed really stunned by that word lived i asked eve so was i (laughs) i asked ebe2 to what the doctor meant ebe2 exchanged words with the doctor ebe2 then used the word grown oh they were grown that's much better 700 asked the doctor if these uh, were the clone beings that he mentioned before. The doctor said, yes, that each being was being grown, using the same word as EBE2 just used. 754 asked the doctor if these beings were being grown like a plant. The doctor said, yes, that is a good comparison. 700 asked the doctor how they were grown. The doctor said that these certain parts of other beings were used to grow these beings. The doctor said he could not explain the process of in English because he didn't know the words. I think cloned is what he's looking for. I think I would have wanted to see the plant where they did this. 700 (laughs) then asked EBE2 if she could explain the growing process. EBE2 said she did not know the English words. EBE2 said that parts of the blood and other organs were used to mix a substance that is placed inside the bodies of these beings. That was all EBE2 could explain in English. I told 700 to go back and get 420 and bring him get back. Some 420. We need 420. <laughs> 420 will be a minute. While he waited for 420, we looked at these beans. They were breathing. They looked like humans, most of them. Two of the beans on the end looked like humans with dog heads. Oh, Lord. <laughs> now we're talking. These beans were not awake. They were either sleeping or drugged. Speaking of dogs, so uh, ours are being very. Some they're being a little too quiet. Yeah, they must be in the other room. Okay, <laughs> four twenty returned. I told four twenty to see if he could translate the method used to grow these beings. Four twenty then spoke with EBE two. Four twenty is really good. However long we have been here, some guess about eighteen months or time. Four twenty learned the language well. Oh, they gotta leave that. Yeah. That weird. Yeah, not everybody even language. That. 420 then said that the growing process involves cells taken from the other beans, <coughs> grown and mixed with chemicals, and then inserted into the bodies of other beans. That was about all 420 could explain. 420 did not know the words. 
EBE2 used. But the word cells were used. EBE2 then told me that some things were taken from inside the cells. 7754 then asked if the items taken from inside the cells were cell membranes or identification markers for the cells. Oh, that's complicated. EBE2 translated that to the doctor. Both seemed confused and said they could not explain the process because they did not, we've said this before, did not know the English words for it. 700 used the word advanced biological extraction of the cell membranes. Well, like they're going to know that. They're cloning. But, you know, those are words that I barely know. But neither EBE2 or the doctor knew anything about that process. I asked 754 if he might understand what they were doing. 754 said that human cells contain smaller substances that can identify the structure with the membranes of the cell. This isn't something that Earth technology has advanced, but 754 has read about it prior to leaving. 754 doesn't think that the Earth technology can be used to grow living cells into what Ebens have done. The Ebens must have found a way to grow cells and to make them into living beings. 700 and 754 said nothing like this is known on Earth. I then asked the doctor if 308's body was used to create a being. The doctor said yes and showed us the Ooh. being. Yeah, it, I mean, we can do that. It's not the dog head, is it? Know, I don't know. I don't know if we it's a German Shepherd. <laughs> yeah, what kind of dog was it, I wonder? <laughs> they didn't identify the dog. This little beagle head. <laughs> Somebody with a grown man with a little chihuahua. As long as it's not a pug. (laughs) That's some breathing problems. I was shocked, as was 754. This being with our estimates, blood and cell teammates, blood and cells, looked like a large Eben. But the hands and legs were similar to humans. How could they have grown this being so quick? They couldn't. Obviously, this is well above our intelligence. I saw all I wanted to see. I told the doctor we would like to leave. EBE2 saw that I was upset and touched my hand. Instantly, I felt concern. EBE2 was really concerned about what I saw. EBE2 said, we leave. (laughs) We're done. We leave. Done. We traveled outside the building, a building that I did not wish to see again. I saw the dark side of the civiliz- of this civilization. The Evens are not the humane civilization we thought they were. But I must say that they didn't hide anything. The doctor spoke straight to us, just like the Evens. They don't know how to lie. Seeing what we saw will change our impression of the Evens as long as we stay on this planet. Yeah, that's kind of a dark side. It is dark, but I don't think they're doing that's it to just, be not malicious. malicious. Yeah, they're not being malicious. They're just. They're it just, would be like us taking bird, yeah, what we birds do. and crossbreeding them. Like you know, what what have we done to a well, chicken? They don't. We've taken chickens and genetically modified them into these things that can't fly, can't we function. Understand that serpents of one. Is like a two-class society, seems like. You know, it's like workers and then the elitists. It's kind of like in other countries where, you know, you either you're educated and you're part of the right. monarchy. But all these little things they're creating, it's like they're, they're trying, they're, I don't think they're doing it for, you know, to create a master race of something. They're just... Yeah. So, okay, the two doctors... 700 and 754 were beginning to understand what was going on when they asked if the items no okay i'm sorry i'm in the wrong spot you're right there i thought we were on we leave that was above okay um all right Uh, so okay um oh i see go ahead we traveled outside the building okay the two doctors, 700 and 754, were beginning to understand what was going on when they asked if the items taken from inside the cells were cell membranes or identification markers for the cells. And then when 754 said that human cells contain smaller... See, I think he repeated... Yeah, I missed one. Yeah, go ahead. He was describing DNA without being aware of it. Okay. Um, the commander goes on to say... The other paragraph was just them okay. describing how they leave the building. All right. 
The commander goes on to say, uh, this isn't something that Earth technology has advanced to, but 754 has read about this prior to leaving. But 754 doesn't think the Earth technology can be used to grow living cells into what the events have done. 700 and 754 said nothing like this is known on Earth. I don't know if we could take a cell and make a bean out of it even today. Yeah. Maybe. And when you clone something, you get a baby that yeah. then has to grow as exactly like the process. Yeah, I mean, I guess you take process. at the point of, you know, it's, yeah. I mean, because, I guess I mean, we can. They too take DNA, you know, like the sheep. It was done, you Dolly. know. Dolly. Dolly was created from cells. Yeah. But you get a fetus. Yeah. You don't get... A grown being. Yeah, know. well, they're grown. I think that's kind of what they're but doing. It hasn't been long enough for them to have an adult. Yeah, eighteen months. That's I mean, eighteen months. You should have a toddler. Yeah, you know, somehow they have an accelerated oh, growth. Of course, they I'm do. guessing. I don't know. The, apparently, the doctors. Are there any intelligent beings in this room? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The doctors basically understood what was happening, but DNA biotechnology on Earth was not yet used, being used to duplicate living beings or grow organs. They must have obtained a quick education about this when they saw the hybrid creature that had been created using 308's DNA. Evidently, the Evens have the same capability as the Greys. Uh, their ongoing alien genetic engineering program has been proceeding since the uh, 50s in underground laboratories such as Dulce in New Mexico. Various whistleblowers have reported seeing the genetically engineered freaks. Freaks. That's nice. That's not very nice no. in these locations. We have no doubt learned a lot from these alien experiments, and now with our well-developed DNA knowledge, we basically understand, at least theoretically, what the Ebens and Greys are doing. Whether or not we have attempted to duplicate any of their monstrous experiments is, of course, unknown. That may be one reason for the continuing secrecy. I mean, the fact that we could be allowing this to happen in the places like Dulce, yeah. if disclosure really comes to pass oh and it comes to you... public knowledge, <laughs> that we were allowing this them genetic experiments to be because they're that Dulce is right above Los Alamos, so mm -hmm. they surmise that there's a tunnel. Mm -hmm. That goes from the Los Alamos lab up to Dulce, and it's a you know like a hill, mm -hmm. um, and then there's several levels they say in Dulce, and then each one, the genetic, what they say freak mm -hmm. lab is in level six or something. Right. So if you go down, the humans as they go down, when they get in there, yeah. is that they see worse and worse things happening as they go down, and they're doing these gross. Allegedly. Allegedly. So, that, I mean, that's kind of, if that's going, that could be one of the things in this disclosure. It's like, we cannot let the public know no. that we're doing, that we're allowing this yeah. to happen with you. You know, they're kidnapping people. Right. Because you know how many thousands of people go missing in Earth. Lots of people go missing every year. Hundreds of thousands go missing every year. But there's one to two percent that are never found. Yeah. Where are they? We don't know. And that's a fact. That's not science fiction. I know. That's creepy. In the following entries in the Team Commander's Diary, we find that there are no official program, is no official program to exchange scientific information at the highest levels. But the team was reduced to teaching technical information about Earth to some uncomprehending students. Yeah, in the wrong language. Yeah. This is amazing. It would have been expected that the team scientists would have invited been invited to discussions with the top Eben University and organizational technocrats. Evidently, the Ebens had obtained all the information about our science and technology that they wanted by covert scrutiny of our university and corporate research facilities. So they got a little, little fake Eben somewhere in our colleges learning yeah, stuff. Yeah, it's when you live in the world, the circles I live in, you hear all of these horror stories and when disclosure when the uh, probable I'm going to say disclosure yeah. happens I mean what people's what is going to be your reaction when the first alien or the first extraterrestrial comes on TV and I think that'll be cool it, yeah, but we've watched so many scientific or science fiction movies where it's you know yeah, it's always malevolent. Yeah, it's always bad. So <laughs> they're not it is, benevolent. They're it, malevolent. It is kind of frightening, but 
I mean, but, you know, they're not going to be, with them not being allowed anymore, to, now everything's out in the open, they're not going to be allowed to kidnap. There's some of them say that they, they're like, they eat people, even. They were food. Well, we're you meat. Know? We are meat. Meat sack. We're meat. Uh, we really don't know very much about the extent of the surveillance activities prior to the Roswell crash. Um, Apparently, they had concluded that we were still in the scientific dark ages and they weren't interested in anything we had to teach them and that they would be right. In this diary entry, the commander wrestles with teaching earth science to some Eben students. It was difficult to speak science to the Ebens. How do we explain Einstein? How do they explain their Einstein? We had a difficult time relating our science to them. However, they seem to understand our physics and chemistry quicker than we can. We managed to observe some strange things about their technology. First, we took apart one of their uh, one of the locators they placed on their belts. It wasn't easy. There were no screws or bolts holding it together. We had to break the thing. The electronics inside was nothing we have ever observed. There were no transistors, tubes, rectifiers, coils or other electronic components like our technology. This thing just had wires and some bulges in the wires at certain points. Um, there was two components which none of us have ever seen. We could not use our frequency counter to determine the frequency it transmitted and received. It was out of our range. 633 and 661 used some other equipment to analyze the thing, but they couldn't understand it either. Yeah, it's weird. Um, we asked the even scientist who we called EBE4. Oh, we're uh, introducing a new one. Ooh, <laughs> four. The problem was the uh, translation. EBE2 had to translate because EBE4 didn't speak English. Uh, a lot was lost in the translation, even though EBE2 does a pretty good job of English. Um, we uh, showed EBE4 one of our portable radios. Which would be really weird. Oh my God, the Motorola FM radio was pretty complex to us. It was new and contained four channels. Ooh. 661 took apart the radio in front of EB4, explained the parts and the different crystals we use for frequency. EB4 couldn't understand it. He seemed as lost with our radio as we did with theirs. EB2 told us that EB4 couldn't understand the radio or how it worked. Well, that's understandable. It's a completely mm -hmm. different technology. I mean, our yeah. elect electricity is based a lot on, you know, our planet. Right. Their planet's completely different as far as, you know, electromagnetic right. things. So, um, so that was our dilemma. How do we exchange science? Each of our civilizations must learn from the other. So we decided to begin a school. I well, might as well do something, I guess, huh? <laughs> Our first days were pretty tough. We started with simple things, which we thought would be similar to what they would know. We chose light. 661, who did some teaching before, started with wavelengths. 661 started with non-visible light and the different angstroms. Then 661 showed them the spectrum of light. 661, that's a lot to say, showed them cosmic rays and how we measured them. Then he went to gamma rays, x-rays, and ultraviolet light. Okay, I mean, is this where we're starting? That's where we're starting. I mean... Stuff that would be an advanced degree in Yeah, in, I mean, I could, it might be difficult for me to, you know, start there. You need to know, how'd you get to, how'd we get to this? But, you know, whatever. 651, um, maybe they already went through that. They're just, you know, whatever explained that light was uh, what we called electromagnetic waves over a period of even days. 661 explained everything he knew about light frequencies and description of the frequency bands. I mean, I guess that would be a good place to start. I mean, it's light and what it's makes... light, yeah. You know. During this time, several other Ebens came in and listened. EBE2 was extremely tasked with translating this. Oh, that poor thing. EB2 had a difficult time explaining everything 661 said because she didn't know the even words for everything. But she did an outstanding job of describing what 661 was saying. That's kind of, wow, that's got to be pretty tough because that's scientific. How do you explain 
that and translate it when you don't know what it is. That would be extremely difficult. I don't think EB4 got everything 661 said, but it didn't take long for EB4 to realize it's a lot of numbers, to realize <laughs> what 661 was describing. 661 then showed EB4 a repair manual for uh, one piece of our test equipment. Since everything, or almost everything, we brought was military, it was a military manual. And it's military manuals are like, yeah. have you ever seen dry. one? Yeah, they're dry, but it's really easy. They explain stuff. Right. So you can pick one. Um, and they have pictures. Yeah, with us, we used uh, um, we used a system called we're in training called uh, the Miles system, mm -hmm. multi-integrated laser engagement system. It's got to have an acronym. I know. <laughs> well, that Clint Eastwood movie, the one where he's in the Marines, I can't remember the name of it, but he. Um, uh, they use funny because I want first time I watched that movie. I go, oh, it's it's basically laser tag. Yeah. You know when you go out in training, mm -hmm. you shoot somebody, and you have a backpack, and you shoot. I mean, it's mm -hmm. not a real, it's not a laser in the sense it's going to blow your arm off. Exactly. But uh, like unless, laser tag. Yeah, it's like laser tag. That's probably where it came. That's probably laser tag came after that. I'm kind of thinking that. Because it could be fun. They yeah, it could be fun. The manual t contains schematics of the circuits. EBE four was completely lost but eventually figured out what 661 was showing him was the inside of the test equipment. 661 then started showing the basics of electricity. Ohm's laws, different formulas to figure voltage and amperes. EB4 was confused to say the least, but one of the other Ebens who had come in to listen grasped the idea quickly. Okay. We called this Eben EBE5 or Einstein, the Einstein. This even was smart, exceptionally smart. After three years, we finally meet an even who can grasp our science. Wow, arrogant. The only problem is he couldn't speak English, but he asked questions, which EB4 didn't really do. But if he's that smart, he could probably pick up on English pretty fast. Although it took several lessons to teach EBE5 what each letter meant in a formula, EB5 finally realized what we were saying. This even must have an IQ of 300. EBE5 if it actually solves some simple problems set up by 661. Basic, basic electricity, solving for the amount of resistance in a circuit, simple things like that. It was a remarkable scene. EBE5 became our ace student. Awesome. We couldn't get rid of this guy. Oh, great. Now you don't like him. <laughs> he got a groupie. He followed us around and asked questions through B. That would be kind of cool. If he could speak English, it would be better. But yeah. he think of his favorite guy never shut up. What about this? What about that? You know, kind of like a toddler when they're first learning. <laughs> yeah, annoying. <laughs> when EB, just not a kid person, know, are you? I, I thought I always thought that's cool that they're the wonder, a child's wonder. Seeing everything for the first time. You know, I thought that is the coolest thing about, you know, you get time as a parent, you get a little, but you have, when you sit down and say, and think about the, through their eyes, the wonder of you know, the they're world. they're seeing every single thing for the first time ever. You know, and it's, it's you yeah. know, all of my kids were just, they were curious. They're kind of like me. I'm curious about everything. Um, no, was that you? Up, 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 up. Go up. Oh, that me? When EBE2 wasn't available. You're right there. Uh, we... He would simply point and shrug his shoulders. <laughs> we would speak to him in English or uh, have 420 or 475 translate to him. But only 420 could understand most of what EBE was, 5 was saying. This comes to another interesting point. EBE 5 looked a little different from the rest of the Ebens. Yeah. During the last several years, we have noticed some of the Ebens, especially the ones who live up north, some oh, of those northern Eberns, <laughs> look different. Their heads are a little bigger. They have a more weathered-looking face. Rugged. They're rugged. EB5 is from the north. He lives in the second village uh, to our north. The distance is approximately five kilometers. I drew the map in, an entry, in his entry 4432 showing all the villages in the north. I'm sure they have more villages farther away, but we haven't visited them yet. EBE5 also does not have a mate. This is strange, but not totally uncommon. We have found several Ebens without mates. 
We haven't delved into the personal life of EB5, but 518 wants to. Wow, nosy. I explained in one entry about the even technology when it comes to screws, bolts, etc. They don't have any. Everything they make is sealed with some sort of solder or melting method. All right, well, we'll go ahead and wrap it up. And we're going to leave know. it at the solder method. Yeah, okay. we're going to leave it at the uh, solder method, make sure that I leave off. And then okay. uh, thanks for joining me again, Deb. Thank you. I appreciate it. Okay, it's we already 98 degrees outside. Oh, that is so fun. <sighs> Thanks for listening to the latest episode of the Alien Probe Podcast. We welcome comments, questions, or requests to alienprobepodcast at gmail.com. Visit us on Facebook. Check out our website, alienprobe.net. All of our episodes are on our, on our website. Twitter and Instagram at alienprobepod. Check out YouTube, Alien Probe Podcast. It'll go right to the top. And uh, you can see our smiling faces. Um, thanks again, Deb, and uh, we will see you next time. Thank you. Thanks.